0: What's up, guys? This is Shane Vermillay. I'm a co founder and partner of the Carbon Group, also known as Carbon. This is my era. What about you? What are you going to do next? And what are you going to do to take action in this world?
1: Woo! Boom, boom, boom. That was fire, bro. Fire, bro.
2: This is my era podcast. We spark the minds that set the trends that change the world as we know. And it starts right now. Let's so let's go This is my era Hosted by Cuda Visa This and yours era. truly Mr Alexander Star This is my era This is my era represents everybody who knows this they want a better world era. and does something about it This is our era What about,
1: what about you? you What's up world this is Alexander Star You've just tuned into this Is My Era the podcast Thank you for all the reviews you're leaving on iTunes. Reviews are the lifeblood of our visibility on these platforms. Because when you leave reviews, iTunes takes notice and places us higher in the podcast search ranks. So if you haven't done so already, please do so. Leave a review. Tell us how you feel. And thank you. Also, I want you all to know that Kuda's in London right now. So he won't be here on this episode. He's doing all kinds of Kuda-rific stuff Overseas, so he's unable to make the call today But nonetheless, we have a real special guest That I'm super excited to know And, and super excited to, to talk with In front of you all today Kuda and I met this gentleman At a Forbes Africa United Nations gathering In New York City Immediately got good, good vibes from this guy we came, When we came in contact We knew there was something special about what he does Even before we found out what that is We've got Shane Veramale on the line Shane, what's up? Hey, man. How are you guys doing? Man, uh, amazing, bro. First of all, did I say your last name right? Shane Verumelay? You sure did. Sweet. You did. Sweet. Absolutely. Awesome. So Shane is the co-founder and managing partner of The Carbon Group, a holding company that functions as a return-driven impact investment catalyst. That says a lot, and I'm going to need you to break that down for me and for the listeners.
0: Absolutely. So thanks for uh, taking the time to chat. I appreciate it. And like you said, man, I also picked up on a good vibe of you guys in that room. And uh, I'm a pleasure to be here. And I think the title of your show is extremely fitting for what we do. Yes. So carbon, as you look at it as a whole, as uh, just the fundamental element of life that is present in all of us, mm. that represents the very best we have to offer for humanity, but also the natural world. So when you mention like, what does catalyst mean? What does that actually transcribed to. So we are essentially a social enterprise that uses the Berkshire Hathaway model, if you will, to take proven solutions and viable economic models in order to create blueprints that are used to replicate solutions around a couple of our pillars, Hmm. which are literacy, absolute and total resiliency for women, and resource efficiency, which are food, energy, and water, also known as the vital few. And these templates and blueprints that we create are used to create economies in a box that we essentially use to empower communities around the world to achieve a sustainable growth at an unprecedented velocity through using a innovative and financially inclusive model, almost like a franchise type of deal. So essentially these blueprints are used to stand up individual units as a replicated solution that people can take on for themselves and use it as a way to create wealth and economic prosperity and create a sustainable living. So our goal is really to magnify the amount of um, the current impacts that are happening in the world tenfold through this dynamic portfolio that we are creating uh, that you'll think we, that generates significant social benefits but also leverages our inherent operating, finance, legal, media, marketing, film, sustainability, and technological capabilities for distinguished value creation. And that's done through our holdings and also the proprietary tools we create. So very much so as a portfolio, that's our approach to how we do this. And then we look to connect and be a catalyst for a lot of young entrepreneurs around the world with their own solutions uh, facing some of uh, humanity's biggest problems. Wow,
1: I'm gonna do my best to sum down what you just said in in a quick sentence. So let me know if I'm summing this up correct. Sure. You're, You're in the business of finance that specifically is aimed at generating positive change and facilitating positive change capabilities for people who don't necessarily yet have the capital or the resources or the infrastructure to do so?
0: That's part of it, yes. So finance is one piece of it, but there's also looking at legal structures, putting behind a movement through media and marketing and film technology development to help these companies streamline what they have so we can rapidly disseminate it at a fast pace. Wow.
1: Okay, awesome. So let's touch on the, one of the first pillars that you, you talked about, eradicating literacy. What, have you, mm-hmm. uh, what, are the, what are some of the things that you could share with us about the lack of and the need for literacy in
0: the world and how y'all are um, combating that? Yep. So literacy, as you know, is the key to life. And for us, it's more than just education, right? This is about being able to create livable wages, skills in trade, and dignity for one to hold their head high. So whether that's done through knowledge and competency, or is it done through skills, is it done through some other mode, but whatever it is, it's the fundamental key to have a basic understanding and awareness, not only of oneself, but also other societies, other people's using emotional intelligence to understand how others react and how you should talk to them. Um, It's Mm. a very broad uh, canvas that we're using, uh, but it's more than just using fundamental education, as you probably know it. That's big. Um,
1: So you're even talking about emotional literacy and empathetic
0: literacy. Yep, And this is stuff we want to address, not from high school and up, but we're talking about how do you teach second and third graders, these skills before biases and before the norms are pushed upon them. If you look at just what happens all the way up to about fifth or sixth grade, especially here in the U.S., and I'm sure it's similar in other parts of the world, you look at all the co-ed things that are done, whether it's soccer, whether it's crafts, whether it's other events and things, boys and girls are doing these things together and they don't know any different, but it's also because you know, no one's really imposing the biases that they do until later in life. Mm. And they're very much free thinkers. Uh, they're open to new things. They don't see the 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 walls that we put up. And that's where we think you can actually mold the minds. Because honestly, if you look at the data after the age of 14, it's almost too late. We've already somewhat have been set in our ways. We have already chosen the media that we want to expose ourselves to. Um, and we lock ourselves in in a very certain niche. And we actually start to decline from a learning perspective, whereas early on is you can teach the principles of not just STEM, but also sexual harassment, health, all these different building blocks that actually can prevent a lot of this just by the awareness of knowing what to look for, knowing what the ramifications are if you do certain things. If you start that from a very young age, we feel we can fundamentally shift culture around the world.
1: Wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's brilliant. And uh, I have a seven-year-old son, so I do my absolute best. To instill these sort of things in him while he's young and uh one one that I kind of take pride in that I didn't even have to teach him himself and it kind of like speaks of the innocence of children is Mm -hmm. well first and foremost I'm like four times mixed my wife is four times mixed so my son he's like the United Nations right he (laughs) he's like uh, almost every (laughs) continent and um when he was little, let me be like three years old, four years old, if you ask him, "Hey, Zion, what color are you?" He would look at his shirt and tell you the color of his shirt. So he'd be like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm blue, I'm green, I'm orange." And that mentality taught me a lot. And I was like, yo, you're asking me what color I am. Like, you're just talking about physical appearance, right? My color has nothing to do with who I am as a person. You're just asking me what I look like. And I think, yeah, it it was just, it, it taught me the brilliance of innocence. There's a brilliance in innocence that can change the world and change the way people's minds work. That once your innocence has been lost, you almost conform to what everyone else who has also lost their innocence is doing. Does that make sense? That's absolutely right. And the way that they're thinking. So, dude. 100%. Yeah, man. So, I absolutely love that. Um, So, let's touch on the next pillar, enhancing women's empowerment. Talk about how y'all are doing that.
0: Yeah. And so, again, for us, it's taking it a step further. It's not just your typical, normal empowerment. This is what we believe, total resiliency for women. And why is that? So, we look at it from both an economic and a social standpoint. But even more fundamental, going back from creation or whatever you want to call it, that women and females are essentially the vessel of life. They're superior in their empathy, their instinct, and their physical chemistry. You sum all that up. It's not even about equality. It's actually about superiority. And if you look at that, what that means for elevating oneself, but also the family or the household, which then translates to the community, which translates to the country. If you can focus on fixing that issue, we feel everything else, whether it's gender, whether it's uh, sexuality, every other way we slice and dice this, if you fix the fundamental of just versus men and women and acknowledge that this is one of the keys to life and actually the hub that holds it all together, by fixing that, we feel we solve all of that. Mm -hmm. And again, we're not saying we're going to solve everything. But that is our mandate, and that's what we're striving for, and that's what our model is all about. We
1: love it. This is your era. So can you give like maybe an example of um, some women's empowerment endeavors that y'all have succeeded in?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So right now, we actually have a company in each one of these pillars. And of course, as you can imagine, um, it's kind of hard to just fit them in one, because typically what you'll find are a lot of these solutions actually fit across multiple cross cross pollination. Yeah, so we have a few things. So one is a AI driven educational platform that's used to tutor right now. And what's interesting about this technology is that the computer and the machine is basically doing all of the tutoring. Um, what that does, it allows leverage. So whether you have female or male uh, tutors uh, that want to you know, do something beyond their normal teaching regime or if they're just a stay-at-home mom, which actually is a huge market for this, they actually can become a tutor, quote-unquote, where they can work with students and kids from the age you know, K through 8, K through 12, uh, and teach them math. Uh, we're going to layer on reading and STEM and health and all these other verticals I was telling you about. But they are actually able to service 200 kids a month for each individual tutor because the machine is doing a lot of the work to assess the daily worksheets, doing the grading, and it actually provides the prescriptive path for the student. The human in the equation is the social interface, but they also have the ability to override what the system is prescribing. And if they feel that the student should work on something different, they can choose to do so. But the next day, as that student takes their daily assessment, there'll be a new prescriptive path that is given there. But this allows a significant leverage for those that don't have a lot of time uh, to actually, you know, become a tutor. Uh, work with kids, and also deliver education at the same time. And vice versa, it also allows kids to potentially become the tutors themselves using Mm. a peer-to-peer methodology, which is something that we're also looking at for this platform. So there's huge uh, leverage across literacy, but also resiliency for women. Uh, And even from a resource efficiency standpoint, the amount of real estate and energy that's taken to run this type of Uh, platform is extremely limited because again, it's all done through connected devices and technology. In the second category, we have one specifically that's very interesting um, of a company that we're taking out of India that essentially has uh, taken waste streams out of society, whether it's plastic bags, bottles, cardboard, recycled t-shirts, and have made amazing Mm -hmm. consumer products for events like stationery, gift bags. Uh, wine totes these uh, lamps ring holders things like that this is a business that was started 20 years ago in Hyderabad and 19 women that have worked there literally on the floors of their slum huts have been able to put their kids through college
3: with the money they've actually been able
0: to create so we're taking that model bringing it not only to the U.S. Um, and teaching others how to replicate this. So as we look at underserved areas or even rehabilitation centers for women that have been incarcerated, whether they were human trafficked from when the time they were young teens and they come out 20 years later after they, they were hooked on drugs, they were forced into prostitution, they come out and they have zero skills uh, and zero ability to relate to society hmm. uh, because they were taken, still have the mind of a 13-year-old. We can actually give them a platform and a job that allows them to stand on their own two feet, work on their own own things in their own time and become part of this movement around taking waste products, but empowering women to then also uh, create a life of their own uh, on their own terms when, when society has kind of put them in the shadows. That's uh, And amazing. then the last category, uh, so that addresses resource efficiency, women empowerment, and also education, because we're giving them trade and skills and Uh, design capabilities, but in the last one is a company that's using a point-of-consumption water filtration technology. It's out of Guatemala. It's a ceramic and antimicrobial mixed uh, solution where essentially kills 99% of the waterborne illnesses. Mm. This is a proven technology, um, pretty much selling like crazy in certain spots, and we're bringing that to uh, many parts of Africa as part of our initiative. Wow. Man, this is,
1: y'all are really, really putting your money where your mouth is, man. This is amazing. Wow. Carbon Group is really causing, a, like, a huge impact and, like, facilitating change. So, listen, this is my era. Listeners, you have an idea, start building upon it. And, uh, you know, hopefully Carbon Group can someday hear about what y'all are doing and then get involved and, and, and build it.
0: And that's it's, it's good that you say that because a big part of this is the connection points, right? And this is all about using the shared economy and the connected world to work on solutions. So part of the proprietary tools that we're building is essentially like a marketplace. We're thinking of calling calling it the carbon compound, but essentially it's a place for people to bring their solutions that have already worked in their society or take replicated models that are being created to then form a team in the virtual world, right, but also that allows them to all have ownership in this next kind of iteration of the solution uh, and, and stand these up in their own communities. So they can actually find solutions that other people have done all over the place and actually adopt that for themselves and connecting them with the various resources that are needed to help them do that. Wow. So
1: with all these things that you're doing, I know you face challenges along the way. Uh, obviously, every, every business, every endeavor does. Um, one of the challenges that you listed, you kind of just touched upon it, is lack of collaboration, lack of sharing solutions, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, can you touch really, really quickly on how you, how you all at Carbon get people to work together?
0: Yep. So a lot of yeah, you know, it's interesting. So we all have pretty broad backgrounds on our team. Uh, again, they stem from seasoned executives of Fortune 100 businesses, uh, venture capital like myself, regulatory impact and sustainability, media and branding and film and technology. And on top of that, we all, for the most part, have firsthand experience either fetching water or, you know, living in an undeveloped uh, economy uh, where, you know, you kind of have to live the life and we come from humble beginnings. So uh, when, you, when you take all that, you know, how do you connect the dots? How do you find these things? Our network has been a, an amazing resource to finding some of these initial companies. We actually have about Forty or fifty more in the pipeline, and it grows literally every week. Mm. Uh, and and what's more impressive to me is that we've only started this about four months ago. What uh, we literally all came together. The team is now ten. Three out of four people I talk with want to be part of the team. Wow. Uh, we have we've had to kind of select wisely, um, but at the same time we've been able to show that you know through our collective skill sets, our networks, and the underlying partnerships and groups that we know. We need to have been able to stitch this together in a highly leveraged fashion and, and basically come out with solutioning very quickly. And so as we use you know, these partnerships with universities, large corporations, startups, influencers, you know, looking at social accelerators, other entrepreneurs, um, looking at uh, even the local partners that can take on these, these uh, solutions, you know, all those kind of form these resource pools that we use to collectively enhance not only the projects we're working on, but the others that people bring to the table. Wow.
1: So many of your team members come from such diverse backgrounds. Uh, And I understand that you are the son of immigrants from South America, Guyana to be exact, correct?
0: That's correct.
1: Guyana in the building. Big up, Guyana. (laughs) So I want you to describe what it was like as a kid for you and, and how you developed the mind state for global change that you have today. Like were hmm. you like this as a kid or did did something happen that that shaped this in you?
0: It's interesting. So uh, it's uh it's, it's it's sensitive subject a bit and I'm happy to answer it. So yeah, my parents came here with in in the 1960s uh left Guyana to pursue pursue education, I went to university in Iowa. Um ended up settling and I was born in a small town in Indiana. Uh, as you can imagine, back then, I was born in the 70s, uh, almost 80. And, uh, you know, we were one of the few brown families in the entire uh, community, mm. right? So it was about a town of, you know, you know 35,000 or so, maybe 30 at the time. Wow. You know, we weren't black, we weren't white. Um, and the, And the one or two few Indian families that were there, you know, there's this whole kind of class system. So, We kind of were very much outcasts and uh, the black sheep and didn't really fit in. And as you can imagine growing up, you know, my parents didn't come from money and they put everything they had uh, into our educational funds and, you know, provided a a good household, good upbringing. You know, really struck it in my head and my sister's head that education is the key to life and you can have anything as long as you have your education. So I really studied i i put my head down i was very active i did a lot of athletics too but you know at the same time there's a fair amount of racial discrimination bullying all that that i had to kind of uh over you know succumb and 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 make it through and honestly it got to the point you know where in high school you know there's a fair amount of racial uh you know just infractions on me and my sister and you know, at some point, it creates this. You know what? I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna show you. Um, it's gonna yeah. create this this burn in you that you know you want to prove something. And I I it's funny because I actually took what I would call hate to fuel my passion through uh, college to really study and try hard. And it honestly, wasn't about you know until like I would say 2003 2004 when I actually saw one of my colleagues giving a uh, keynote speech um, that I was really inspired in one day to basically have a group uh, and a, an investment group that would focus just on sustainability and the things that really matter the most. And here I am 17 years later forming Carbon. But I still had that chip on my shoulder. And I, I used that because, you know, I was I was put down so many times I had to build up myself and I, I would, I was selfish. I was arrogant. You know, I had those things in me because of what I was holding on to. Mm. And it wasn't until about 2013, I remember specifically, two things happened. Uh, you know, that taught me a very important lesson, and then actually got rid of that hatred and helped me embrace love and, uh, you know, really see people for who they are and just, just don't carry any uh, biases. So I actually gave a homeless man in New York city in January, about 40 or $60, uh, one night, you know, he was so thankful just not for the fact that I gave him money, but for the actual fact that I acknowledged him and spoke to him. And I was the only person that day that even looked in his direction. He said, wow. And I told him, I was like, I I want you to go find food. This is getting really cold out here. I don't, but you know, it's like, I don't even care what you do with it. I don't care if you buy alcohol, I don't care if you buy drugs, because all these people in these penthouses here, the minute they have a free time to go hang out, they want to go buy drinks, and they also go do drugs, <laughs> so I don't view you anything different. Wow. You're just a person on this, you know, what's the difference here, other than the fact that they got a roof over their head? And honestly, so the next day, um, you know, you thank me, thanked me, and next day, I come by, and it had dropped down to below zero, and I found him dead on the sidewalk. Oh, my God. And so for all I know, I bought him his last moments of happiness, but I also realized that you just cannot judge. You cannot, you just don't know what the little things that we can do can mean everything to someone else. Wow. And I also had learned then, you know, very shortly after I had an ex who was very, uh, um, judgmental about one of my friends and she was like my saving grace at a at a place I was working at, that I just I just couldn't stand. It. it was one of those jobs where it eats at you every day. And my my joys for the day were going to lunch and going home. Wow. <laughs> <And> okay. <laughs> I did that for three years. It was right after the recession. There wasn't a lot of opportunities to seek. And she and her husband were like my saving grace. But my my ex at the time just couldn't stand her. And she knew that she was a certain way about certain things. And you know, it, I came to find out that you know she that her mother was a severe alcoholic. And when she would pass out, uh, she and her sister would get raped and molested by oh, no. all the boyfriends that she had. And I'm like, man, this is why you cannot judge people. You just don't know anyone's story until you take the time to understand. We're all a product of our environment. And I, I studied myself, and I actually started going to this Universal Unitarian Church, which was so deep. I mean, it's basically where a lot of the Princeton professors go. And every time I came away with stuff that was just severely eye opening it was nothing like I had ever experienced before It was literally teaching all religions but also in a current uh, way of thinking of you know what 's going on in our world with social media, uh, the narcissism we see everything and all this combined literally transformed me, and I was like, I need to do something more with my life but it 's also i don't i don 't need to have this chip on my shoulder anymore. I always have enjoyed helping people but it Supercharge me to having this mindset of just, you know what? We're all our own thing. We, we all do things our own way and that's okay. You know, we're all just trying to make it through this damn difficult thing called life. We all need love. We all need shelter. We all need food. We all need water. And at the end of the day, that's what binds us all together. Wow. Nothing else. Wow.
1: Those stories are incredible and i can see how they will will have impacted you to do what you're doing what i want to do right now uh i want to personally read the last slide of the carbon groups pitch deck monologue style because i feel it's so beautifully worded and it sums up y'all's mission so well uh i want to do my part in voicing your words all right please do so, all right we believe that the next generation of change makers Whether they are the everyday person, business professionals, entertainers, athletes or politicians will be the most human conscious and caring leaders in the history of the world. We believe that these visionaries will define tomorrow's status quo, demonstrate undaunted passion for humanity and will shift the very fabric of society to form a world with exponentially more equality and opportunity for all. We believe this new breed of individuals needs guidance from an authentic organization whose values they understand and can look up to. An organization that is there to be a positive guiding force, a system of support, a springboard for their ideas, and an engine for scale and distribution. An organization dedicated to elevating the masses in addition to enabling the next Steve Jobs, Malala, Indra Nooyi, and beyond to take flight. Carbon Group. I just think that's so powerful. And uh, tell everybody where they can go to learn
0: more about Carbon Group. Yep, so we're just launching our website. It's uh, www.CarbonGroup.Global. Um, we're actually going to be on all social media as well, so all those pages are going live. We should have that here done very soon. And uh, there will actually be a place for people to fill out a form where they can you know, jot down their problem or if they want to help work on projects, you know again this is for all of us and whether you know it or not the backwards R in our name carbon actually signifies I or we and that concept and what you have for this show that this is my era this is our era and this is your carbon because we all have inner carbon that has a voice and it has an action plan if we choose to embrace it yay
1: that's so amazing man I love it I love it so now I need something special from you I need you to channel your inner recording artist. Are you ready?
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, guys? This is Shane Veramale. I'm a co founder and partner of the Carbon Group, also known as Carbon. This is my era. What about you? What are you going to do next? And what are you going to do to take action in this world?
1: Woo! Boom, boom, boom. That was fire, bro.
2: I dedicate my time to making myself better. It starts right now This is, this is This is my era Well let's go This is my era it through what about you stand up when they call your name stand out when you do your job let greatness notice you if you're just wishing for glory then what are you asking victory ain't sweet if you don't live the
3: Cause see, this is my error oh, yeah. This is my error this, this is my error Come on, this is my error This is my error Come on, this is my error What about you? Huh. This
2: is my error uh, This is my error the mission and the vision never been so clearer Seems like the world ain't getting no better if you wanna see a change, take a look in the mirror Now you possess the key to unlock it Open up the door, opportunities knocking You can't deny On this road that we're walking, there's gonna be some obstacles But we'll keep on marching Some will doubt you, even talk about you But this world wouldn't be the same without you Golden people on the rise, we know our value Reaching the impossible, we'll show you how to Don't know about you, but I know about me I was born with everything I need to succeed Living out the dreams what I'm supposed to do and I'm supposed to be Cause
3: see This is my era
2: change that we all want to see, yeah, 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 whoa, whoa, and as long as I'm living and breathing, I reach for the sky.